Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back another week of the Me Bros podcast. I am one third of the trio we call the Me Bros. I'm your host, Damon, along with my uh, uh, my my cool and handsome Esteemed young brother, colleagues. Jeremy I don't know Jared. what you're gonna say with that. How we how we <laughs> feeling, fellas? I was trying to figure out a, a compliment to give you guys. I know you had going two weeks in a row. I couldn't come up with it. Now we're starting over. After the two weeks, so <laughs> you know we we had it going for a second, man. It's, uh, I'm feeling know. good, you know. We're back in the strong, man. We feeling good, fellas. What's going on, man? Jeremy, eighty five. How we feeling? You good? I'm feeling good, man. I'm glad to have the the best quarterback of the 2017 NFL draft class. So, um, you know, I just, okay. I'm, uh, I'm my my Texans got to win. Uh, my Tigers got to win. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, you know. I'm Mr. Rogers right now. Absolutely, Jeremy, man. How we feeling, buddy? You good? I'm good, man. You know, we've been uh, blessed by the Pope, uh, apparently. So, you know, me and all the other Saints fans are feeling great right now. Mm-hmm. So because you, you're blessed by the Pope, you feel great about your Saints? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, Saints do well, I do well. It's win-win. <laughs> all right, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Let's, let's, let's get right into it, fellas. I see you guys are, are uh, definitely uh, uh, short with your words tonight. So uh, uh, let's get right into the shits, guys. Um a lot of things going on in the NFL in the college football game. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the big kind of uh, changes that were that uh, came down this past weekend was Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. The Rams pretty much gave the house up for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, let's start with Jared, man. How, what do you feel about this, uh, this Jalen Ramsey trade? Do um, you think it's a good move, bad move? Did Rams give up too much for Jalen? Um, obviously, he's a talented player, but uh, he comes with a lot of the uh, uh, not-so-good intangibles, if you want to call it. I, uh, off the field, but uh, Jared, man, what do you think about this trade? I disagree with the, the intangibles part. Um, I think everybody everybody acts like Jalen is this like huge problem. I think the problem in re- or like, like he just quit on his team over the last. Look, four weeks. Look, 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 listen, listen. Oh. I I don't care about him quitting on his team. You know why? Because he told them exactly what was going on. He said, "I'm not playing for y'all anymore." They're the ones who kept trying to insist, "No, we're not going to trade. We're not going to trade." That's on them. He's under contract. I don't care if he's under contract. <laughs> guess guess who also was under contract? Uh, Aaron Colvin for the Texans was under contract. After his terrible week one performance, what do we do? We cut him. At the end of the day, your contract is your contract. But if you if there's a situation like what happened with Jalen, where Tom Coughlin says some things that apparently to Jalen, there's no coming back from. He said, once a man disrespects you to a certain level, there's no coming back from that. There's no way to repair that relationship. And I told them, I'm out. Like, I'm not playing for y'all anymore. So at the end of the day, <clears throat> I think he got exactly what he wanted. Think, think about this. You're Jalen Ramsey. You somehow demand a trade, end up in L.A. with a better team. And now, since they gave up two first-rounders, like, you got all the leverage. Like, oh, try not to resign me. I mean, if you're, you're Jacksonville, think about this. If you're Jacksonville... What they did was they said, look, we're not going to give you your money. We're not going to play the defense you like, which is, man, we're going to play all zone. And we're going to disrespect you if we don't like you. No, no, no. 
Like you gotta at least give them. You gotta you gotta give them some. You can't just be like, all right, look, you know, we we just gonna not give you anything. So he gonna get his money. He gonna play with Wade Phillips, who's a great defensive mind, way better than than any of the clowns from the Jaguars. I think it was a great move. Do, do I think they gave up too much? No, I'm gonna tell you why. A lot of people value draft picks, but you know what? Draft picks in perspective. Let's let's look at the Jaguars. If you think about the Jaguars right now, uh, if, and you think about the team they have, the Rams have their first-round picks from 2014, 2015, and 2016 all on their team. All of them, all the Jaguars' first-round picks from 14 to 16 play now for the Rams. You know why? Because they didn't hit on most of those picks. Blake Bortles was a, a, a top-five pick. How did that go? Not well. Uh, Dante Fowler was a number-three pick. How did that go? Not very well. You finally hit. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey is arguably the best cornerback in the league. And, and now you're trading him for probably a couple picks in the maybe the mid to late teens, if not the 20s. I mean, good luck. But I'm of the mindset the same way I was with Anthony Davis. The team that gets the best player generally wins the trade, the same way the Texans did with Laramie Tunsil. I think I'm very excited that my Texans don't have to face Jalen Ramsey anymore. Well, well, well. I didn't think it was possible to be that wrong on the topic, but you proved me wrong on that. Overall, this was literally the dumbest trade I think I've ever seen in my life. How how so, is it dumb though? How what what made it so dumb, Jimmy? Um, so this is going to cap off a five year stretch of no first round picks for the Rams. Uh, nobody, in perspective, the Saints pretty much went through the worst stretch since Drew Brees and Sean Payton went through a win when he lost two straight first round picks due to bounty gate. So overall, what you generally see is teams that know how to draft and draft well, win. teams that draft bad or give their draft picks up lose. And that's what you're seeing here. You see the Rams overpay for Jared Goff. Okay. They overpay for Brandon cooks. They overpaid for Todd Gurley. They didn't overpay for Aaron Donald, but I think his position is a little overpaid. And now you're going to have to overpay for Jalen Ramsey on top of that. So already, the four players that they have on their roster right now will already make up over 50% of their salary cap next year. So now you're going to add in Jalen, who's probably going to add another 15%. So you've got 25% of your entire salary cap to make up 48 other roster spots? Like, like that, that's really what we're talking about here. So so what else are you going to do? No, that's that's right not now? correct. That's assuming that they keep Brandon Cooks. That's assuming that these guys that are there, all of them are staying. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Brandon Cooks is probably odd man out. Because I told you at the time, I thought Brandon Cooks was who's really the, overpaid. Who, who's trading for Brandon Cooks in his contract? I think there's some teams that will trade for him. I think if you look at... No. Oh, if If that... If that if, if that happens, you know, okay, that happens. Right, as of right now, about 75% of their salary cap is going to be tied no, it's up not. Not 75%. in five players. It's, it's probably closer to 60. Okay. Okay, let's say – so let's say 60. So 60% of – so 40% is going to go to 48 other players. So how are you going to fix this offensive line? Because as of right now, they're ranked the 31st best offensive line. They got line offensive linemen in a trade yesterday. And, Was he a good offensive lineman? I mean, I don't think you're, you're not no. getting Trent Williams, but, man. Yeah, exactly. So, you got 
an, an aging offensive line. I think Andrew Whitworth is, what, 38, 39 right now? That's your left tackle. Your right tackle, ha- Havenstein, uh, I think he's 34. He he was pretty good last year, but he has been absolutely terrible garbage this year. Uh, your left guard just went out for the season. So I think that's what that new guy is going to come in to replace. And your your entire line is old. So how are you going to replace that? Oh, you got no first-round picks. Oh, uh, how are you going to replace some of these linebackers? Because you really struggle at the linebacker position. Um, you don't really have uh, they got a linebacker in the trade for Mark strong Peters. defense. <clears throat> but you're – I mean, the linebacker they got from the, the Mark, Mark between, Peters trade is a second rounder who started and led the team, led the team in or was second in the team in tackles last year. So they got a good linebacker. Okay, so so they, Jared, uh, what's his name? I couldn't tell you exactly. Anyway, but I couldn't tell you. You can get some random guys right now. Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, that's part of the problem. So they they're pretty much banking. On hey, this is Super Bowl or bust. You've already made some bad contracts, obviously, um, and this is them trying to play Yankees football. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're being like the Phillies and they're going to be Bryce Harper. And at the end of the day, the Jaguars, if they're smart, they can be the Nationals. Uh, I think this trade was idiotic. Um, Jalen Ramsey is not worth that much. Uh, no cornerback in the league is worth that much. Who's going to be your other corner right now? Oh, you got Trey Hill. Okay, okay. Everybody's just going to throw a Trey Hill now. Go, great. Akeem Tlaib comes anyway, back for the end of the season. Akeem Tlaib is on IR, and he's 35 years old. Uh, I'm not concerned with Akeem Tlaib at this point. And if you really want to be honest, Jalen was on a team that had much more defensive talent before he left, and they weren't elite. So, like, what are we talking no, about? They didn't. Like, I know Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's the best, best defensive player after that. All right, if you take Jalen Ramsey off and you put him on either team, probably the next four best defensive players play on the play on the That's Jaguars. Not true. And it is Calais Campbell and Gakwe, Miles Jack. There's so many good defensive players on their you're, team. You're leaving out Dante uh, Fowler. Uh, AJ Bouye. AJ Bouye has been awful the last year. Jared, 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 Dante, Dante Fowler was on that team two uh, last year and he was terrible. Oh, Jeremy, he was. He was on that team. He Jeremy. was not a top five defensive player on no, that he, team. He, he was a, he was a solid player, but he was injured. He had a good season with the Rams last year. Here, here's what you're here's what you're leaving out though, and and where where you're mistaken. You keep saying, "Oh, the teams that win are people that draft well." No, that's not the case. You know who who's notorious for getting rid of first round picks? The New England Patriots. You know who hasn't really hit on first first round picks in years? The Patriots. You know who also gets rid of first round picks? The Rams. Who were the two teams in the Super Bowl last year? The Patriots and the Rams. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the 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 Patriots are trading first round picks. The, the Patriots trade first round picks, but the Patriots trade first round picks. To get more picks because they understand you're not hitting the likelihood of you hitting on picks. Exactly. It, it's, 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 it's 50-50. So their chance is, they say, if it's 50-50 chance I'm going to hit on a first rounder, but it's a 40% chance I'm going to hit on a second rounder, I'd rather have three second rounders than have right. one first so rounder. That's, that's the thing. And so that is that's, – They still have second rounders, though. Go ahead. They still have second round picks, and they have the ability to be able to take those picks and convert them into other things. Gerald, they are so – when you get here, here's the thing you got, you're you're leaving out. What do you have the ability to do when you draft a first rounder and hit on it? What do you uh, you have the, the ability to keep him for a fifth year option? To keep him for five years cheap, right? Not cheap. So let's That's just look years, at not cheap. It's cheaper than they're going to pay any of these players they got, right? Way cheaper. It's, it's cheaper than that. It's I want to say Jeremy, like Jeremy, go ahead, and finish your point. Mark Cooper's is about point. sixteen million for yeah. the year. Yeah, and, I mean that's way less than Brandon Cooks. 
So at the end of the day, at least four years, you're you're on a cheap contract. So you're losing out. Let's say five years on on the first round pick, five years on the next one, and then with the fourth round pick, you got four years. So let's say you hit on those th- four on those three picks, you're losing out on effectively sixteen years of pro, or well not sixteen years, fourteen years of productivity for Jalen Ramsey, who is a great player, but I mean he's not going to turn your entire defense around, especially at a cornerback position, which is a position that I think can be overvalued if you don't have a good corner on the other side. So I think they completely overpaid. I think uh, in three years they will be looking like the Brooklyn Nets a few years ago when they traded for all those players themselves. Jeremy, last thing I do want to say on that topic uh, before moving on is this. As much as you want to say, like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's 24. Like, how many great years are you getting out of Jalen Ramsey moving forward? And, like, Jalen Ramsey has point. has the ability to turn into – he's not going to be Dion, but he could be Revis. I mean, you're looking at a guy who in his first th- – Jeremy, stop. you stop. He's, in his first three years, he's been a first-team All-Pro twice. Like, like, like we're – I don't care what he's giving. It's because he, that's because he talks so much. No, he's always not. doing GQ no, articles. it's not. That is not if, if you look at his pro football focus grade, he hasn't been top ten in the last three years. You tell me he hasn't been – he's never been top ten on pro football focus. If that's the case, then they're wrong. Not in the last – This is fourth year. Yeah, in the last three years This he's is fourth been. year. Yeah. So he's been first team all pro yeah, twice. Yeah, so he's never been top ten. Okay, then they're, they're wrong. Like, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not going to listen to – I'll be 100% honest. For the last two years, I'm not sure he's been the best quarterback on his own team. Jeremy, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll put it this way. It, when you guys go versus him, Michael Thomas will not do like he did versus no Marcus Marcus Peters. I can guarantee you that. He'll do like he did A.J. Bouye the other day. And that's because he's playing versus A.J. Bouye. And that's why A.J. Bouye, as you said, is not that guy. Jared, all I'm going to say, this is my last point. He was on the team last year when Dak Prescott put up 45 points. That's all I need to say. Okay, and so is Marsha, uh, Marshawn Lattimore when y'all put up 48 points to Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we didn't trade. We didn't trade two first rounders and a fourth rounder again. I think a lot of people would. Honestly, <laughs> fellas, it's a lot to be said and to be seen for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. Shout out to him. You know, we'll uh, we'll have to see if it's worth it. Uh, what what the Rams actually gave up for him. So that's that's yet to be seen. So so that's that's something we're definitely going to be looking out for. Uh, what, what week does he start? Is he starting start, this is week? He, is he going to play this week? Yeah. Okay, good. So we get to see kind of how he uh, how he fits into that that, that scheme and, and that defense. So uh, let's move right along. Uh, the Texans uh, played a great game. It's probably the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, it was a Deshaun versus uh, Pat Mahomes. Deshaun got the best of them. Texas won that. Um, let's start with Jeremy on this one because I know Jared wants to get in his bag about Deshaun. So um, was this a good Texans team or just a bad Chiefs team, Jeremy? Let's start with you, man. Uh, it's a little bit of a combination of both. Uh, the Chiefs' defense is absolutely putrid. I mean, it's as bad as you can get on defense. I thought last year they were bad, and they're way worse this year than they were last year. They can't cover me. I think literally if you took my flag football team out from a couple years ago and put go. me a wide receiver, I will get four touchdowns against them. <laughs> and, I, and that's even if they bring double coverage. That's how bad that defense is. They have no pass rush. Chris J- Chris Jones is one of their only bright spots uh, overall from the last couple of years. Uh, and he was out of the game at defensive tackle. Uh, they paid a ton of money for um, Frank Clark uh, and got rid of D Ford. And Frank Clark has looked absolutely terrible. Uh, they switched from a three, a four, a four, a three four to a 4-3 defense. And so they, I guess they figured they needed some bigger defensive ends. Overall, uh, they look awful. I said this beforehand. They went out and got Steve Spagnuolo, who literally is only 
claim to fame was that Giants defense to have Michael Strahan, OCU Minora, and Chris Canty in the crew. Pretty much four people who could go out and get the quarterback at any given time, and he played coverage behind it. Anytime he's actually had to coach a defense, he's been absolutely horrible. He was the Saints defense coordinator for one year, and during that year, we had the worst defense in NFL history. Do you know want to know when that when that was topped? It was topped two years later when he coached, went back to coach the Giants defense again, and he coached the Giants defense to the worst defense in NFL history, beating out his previous season. So that defense, I don't expect to get any better. Patrick Mahomes is a little hobbled, um, and I don't know what it is. Travis Kelsey doesn't look like Travis Kelsey to me. He just he, he hasn't seemed like uh, he's been himself over the last couple weeks. Um, but all credit to uh, the Texans for getting it done. Uh, they got down 17-3. They didn't panic. They rushed the ball 41 times for 191 yards, 4.7 yards per clip. Um, so with them sticking with the run game uh, and really being able to control the clock 40 minutes to 20 minutes, if you hold the ball for two-thirds of the time, the other team's never going to beat you. So uh, <laughs> good job by them and uh, good job by Deshaun. Jared, man, let's, let's get into your bag about this game, man. I know, I know you're ready to unleash your Deshaun spill on the listeners. Yeah, I mean, what you got? I think in reality, the thing I can take away from it is Deshaun had everything possibly go wrong to start this game. I mean, if you watch this game, all right, first drive, there's a terrible offensive pass interference is not called uh, to give them a 70 yard play or something. And literally, what happened was after that play happened, there was a very, very dumb call. So literally, Bill O'Brien, we got to stop on third down. It was going to be fourth down. They were in field goal range, but they had a holding penalty. So we called it, bagged them up 10 yards outside of field goal range. Then somebody jumps offside, so they have a free play. They throw a jump ball to Tyreek Hill, who catches it and gets the touchdown. So we're down 7-0. First play of scrimmage from offense. Carlos Hyde runs into the back of the offensive lineman, fumbles the ball, and all of a sudden they have the ball back. And they, we hold them to a field goal, which is great. Then the next play... It looks like a possible DeAndre Hopkins fumble. Um, the play should have been blown down, but it was, and it was. But it could have been ugly to start off. And I think when you looked at the game, everybody's looking at, oh, yeah, you know, we ran the ball. We did run the ball really well. I was happy with the way we ran it, and we stayed with it. But that game, second drive, Deshaun completed, I want to say it was seven of nine passes. We threw the ball most of that to get that touchdown drive to get to 17-9 to because we missed another extra point and another field goal. But if I told you coming into the game, that Deshaun Watson is going to play versus Patrick Mahomes. He's going to have four touchdown passes blatantly dropped, three by Will Fuller, who I'll give him a pass because he had such a huge week the week before, but uh, don't have any more three touchdown drops, especially when I start you in fantasy. Uh, DeAndre dropped the touchdown. Um, He had an extra point missed and two field goals, and the running back fumbled the ball. Um, That's not a game typically you're going to win, but uh, I credit the defense for getting to Mahomes. Um, I credit – our, our offensive play calling I thought was superb. And I got credit Bill O'Brien. As somebody who's not a fan of Bill O'Brien, I tell you I tell you all the time, I think he's too conservative late in games. He went for it on fourth down. Deshaun came up big. So I'm going to say it's good Texans, but I can't ignore this. Chiefs defense is pretty bad. And I don't see that changing very, very soon. Uh, I think there were a team that, I mean, I don't think the Jags would have, but if they could have traded two first and a fourth to get Jalen Ramsey, that would have been the move I would have done um, to, to sure it up, or at least I would have tried to trade back for Marcus Peters 
even though, you know, he didn't get along with some of the people there beforehand. But end of the day, Texans are in the two spot. I feel really good about our chances. And we still have the, the Patriots in Houston later this season. Um, their schedule is pretty simple. But, but if we can keep some wins going and they can maybe take a couple losses, that game could be deciding home field advantage throughout the AFC, which I'm pretty stoked about. And as I've told you guys, Deshaun Watson is great. Patrick Mahomes is great. Everybody made it seem like there was some huge gap or gaffe. Um, I think we're seeing right now, these are just two elite quarterbacks. You can take Mahomes if you want to take Mahomes. I'll take Deshaun. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to you're gonna have great quarterbacks when it boils down to it. Yeah, you can't lose with those two guys. Uh, they both played well. They came with it. Um, just Deshaun got – he just came out on top this game. But uh, Yeah, uh, well, one more ahead, comment dude. I just want to make on that. Uh, right. Jared, you, you can't make all these Deshaun excuses, though, for touchdown drops. It happens. I saw Aaron Rodgers have, like, three touchdowns dropped. I saw him have fumbles. Yeah, that was I saw. Little, that's a little, that that was still terrible. Like, hey, I, I said, I said the same yeah. thing about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you're paying millions to catch the ball, especially like, three ball. point yeah. blank by, by Fuller and a slant by DeAndre was point blank. So you know, it is what it is. It happens. But I think those overcoming that was was huge because, I mean, in reality, I mean, I, I heard somebody say uh, when you looked at it, that game could have been a lot uglier. The, the Texans could have won that game by 20 points had they just caught touchdown passes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's keep moving, guys. Let's stay in the NFL. Uh, a topic that's a little closer to home, like Carolina Panthers. We went to London. We got the job done against the Bucks. We went to London. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that was. The accent, but yeah, we we were in London. The, uh, we went across I think the that was pond. Um, yeah, that that sounded a little a little Jamaican. I don't know what that was, eighty five. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we we went back. We went to uh, London. Played at nine thirty uh, Eastern time, so I had to get up for the game. Um, my new quarterback came with it. It was a convincing win. Our defense looks great. The offense is uh, moving on all cylinders. Uh, the, the clear MVP choice right now in the league, Christian McCaffrey, came with it. Um, <laughs> Cam Newton is healthy now. Uh, shout out, to, shout out to my boy Trav. First of all, his birthday. Uh, we did uh, hang out at Cam's new spot called Fellowship. Beautiful, beautiful place. Black owned. Stephen A was there last uh, week. He, he was, gave it a shout out today on first take. Yeah, he. I think he was there the same day it was, but beautiful place. So if you're in Atlanta, make sure you check it out. Um, but, yeah, anyway, Cam Newton is back healthy. He was actually in fellowship um, right before we got in. But he's healthy now. He's ready to get back out. Um, in my opinion, I'm going to go ahead and weigh in on this. Uh, Cam has been great for us for the past uh, – what do you want to call it? How long has he been in Carolina? Five, six years? No, no. He's been uh, eight. But mm-hmm. I think Almost like this is ninth season. Almost eight. This is ninth, ninth season. Okay, okay. Excuse me. So nice season. I feel that Cam. Um, I feel like he's still our quarterback. Let me let me let me pre- preface this. But I don't think you take Allen out right now with him being four and zero. The team's moving on all cylinders. I don't care if Cam's a hundred percent healthy, and he's been claiming he's been healthy for the last two to three years, but he really hasn't. So he needs to sit down for a little bit and let my boy get get his shit off they, a little bit more they, until we lose. They, and they then, said. Cam's our quarterback. It just happens to be the backup. <laughs> yeah, right now he's the backup. But let's start. Let's start with Jared Man eighty five on this. Um, speak on my boys, man. What do you think about? What do you think about the the team? And what do you feel about Cam being healthy? And should he, uh, you know, in, in a sense, automatically get his job back as starting quarterback right now? I think there's two questions here. Should he get his job back? Absolutely. Will they give him his job back? No. And the reason is because of the fact that. 
Nobody gets disrespected more as a quarterback than Cam Newton. And I'm not a huge Cam fan. But there's one quarterback in the NFC South to win that division three times in a row. That's Cam Newton. There's one NFL MVP who gets disrespected this soon. I mean, Cam was a different player though, and this is my guy. No, I, I, I'm but not, Cam I'm not. was a different player now. He's he's not accurate. No, he was accurate. He can't last really year get that third and three anymore. Like he's not really like he's just a different player. I'm not denying that he's he's different, but what I'm saying is, it's not like how Allen's playing like this. MVP kind of football. He's playing solid. He's spreading the ball around. I think he's a good player. But it'd be one thing. Like, I, I, will, I will attribute You know who this. Cal Allen is? He's, you know who Cal Allen is? Who? You guys, a lot of listeners probably won't know, know who this guy is because you guys don't probably watch so much tennis. But Cal Allen is Danny Medvedev. He no, he's not Danny Medvedev. No, he's not. Medvedev. Yeah, he, is. He, doesn't, he doesn't do much to impress you. Danny Medvedev probably, probably serves 90% first serves. He doesn't miss. He's not gonna make any mistakes, but you got to beat him. That's the same thing with Kyle Allen. He's not gonna no. make any mistakes. He hasn't thrown a pick yet. He knows that he knows the playbook. He's obviously well read on, on what he needs to do. He's in full control of the offense, and he just makes and he just, he's just there. He's a facilitator. I don't. I don't. Uh, Danny, Danny Medvedev is probably a top three player in the world right now. Like he's not Danny Medvedev. Top two player in the world. If you want, I'm not saying his, as far as his talent. Like Danny Medvedev is a more talented tennis player than Kyle Allen is a talented football player. But their style and where it's like, oh, I, look, I see this guy. You know, it doesn't look like he's doing much. But once you start getting on the court with the Kyle Allen or getting on the court with Danny Medvedev, you're like, oh, I didn't notice it on TV, but this guy's really, really good. So that that's kind of a, a tennis analogy to to kind of uh, bring this full circle. But, yeah, I mean, just because it doesn't look like Kyle Allen's doing nothing, he's not burning up the stat sheets or throwing – 350 yards does not mean he's not efficient and he's not doing – I'm not saying he's not efficient. He I'm telling you he's closer to Teddy Bridgewater what he's doing with the Saints right now. Um, He's better than Teddy Bridgewater Man, doing if, with the Saints. Bro, I'm you, if, no, it's, it's no question. It's no question. If Kyle Allen was playing like he was with the Saints, uh, like he is with the Panthers, it would definitely be a question if Drew Brees – I don't think he would. Come right back I, no, it, no, it wouldn't. What? 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 Huh? <laughs> Damon, Damon. It, it would not be. be a question. He's not as good as George Teddy Bridgewater. He's not playing as well as Teddy Bridgewater. It's not even close. Jeremy, Jeremy, don't say it's not as close. Because <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater's played Jeremy. one great game. It's not. Teddy's played one Whatever, great game. Whatever, however, money, however much money you want on this Panthers-Saints game, you just let me know. I, I, I'll take it. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the bank. You let me know what you want to put on it, and I'll let's I'll do, Let's it. do a hundred. Let's do a hundo. hundred right now. Let's I'll do a hundred on both games. Let's do a hundo. Easy money. Damon. First we off, let's going just, to Sizzler 85. We, I'm going to take you to Sizzler on me. Hey, let's, so let's, let's put it in perspective. Kyle Allen, if you want an accurate assessment of what Kyle Allen is, let's, let me give you one. He's George Hill in basketball. That's no, what no, Kyle he's Allen not. is. No, he, no, he's, no. George, he's George Hill. He's a solid starter. He is. And it, it, it's yeah, like one of those things of, oh, Kyrie's going. That's blasphemy. You said what? George Hill isn't a starter. He's not a solid George starter. Hill. George Hill. George Hill is a good six man. but he's a solid starter in the league, though. Like, no, you're, like, not. You're not like George, George Hill's not not a career 14 point per game scorer. Like, George, you would have said, George, if George Hill outplayed Chris Paul two years ago in the playoffs. Jeremy, let me tell you who he No, he didn't. Um, I'm going to tell you who he is. He did. He's DeJounte Murray. Like, that's, that's who he is. Here, stop. Y'all, 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 y'all have to understand what's going on right now. They literally give the ball to Chris McCaffrey every play, and he makes every play for them. They don't. They don't like Kyle Allen is really being babysit right now. Babysit right oh, you now. Didn't see Kyle Allen you didn't see, going, you didn't uh, see him throw four touchdowns last week. 
I did. You didn't see, see him hitting uh hitting my boy uh God, what's what's my boy's name? The the my veteran. Uh God, what's my title? Oh, name? Olsen. Uh, oh, Greg Olson. Greg Olson, you didn't see him hitting he was he was more well, well, Greg Olson well, when, the, when the when when Jameis when Jameis turns the ball over six times, yeah, that happens. Overall, this guy has seven touchdown passes in how many games? Four? Four. So I mean That's about two how per many game. Dubs? What's State Bridgewater? Almost two per game. Nine nine yards, nine hundred yards. Jerry, you can't even compare it to Terry Bridgewater because he's been playing bums. Terry Bridgewater, you just did. But no, but I'm saying saying you can't compare like you can't compare the competition. He hasn't played played anybody. Jeremy, you played the Jags. He played the Jags. You played the Bucks. He played the Bucks. He played the Texans when y'all played the Seahawks. Like y'all basically played the same teams. No, we haven't, Jerry. Do we play the Cardinals? Come on with no, the he cap. Didn't, he didn't play the Cardinals, but who did y'all play? He he did. So, Jerry, Jerry we played the toughest schedule in the NFL. Jerry, Jerry, what are you talking about? Is, you played the Bucks during the streak, correct? Yes, we did. They did, too. You play. You play and who put up better stats? Y'all, they both had four touchdowns. I don't know who put up better stats. Jerry, he, had, did he, he had four touchdowns the other day. Huh? Okay, no, he had two touchdowns the other day. No, I'm pretty sure he had four touchdowns. Yeah, he was. He has 62% completions, 227 yards passing, and two touchdowns, no picks. Okay, what did he do versus the Jags? What did Teddy do versus the Jags? Uh, they both had one touchdown. He had 181 yards passing, one touchdown, no picks. Teddy Bridgewater had similar stats. What did Teddy Bridgewater have? He had a pick, didn't he? Um, yeah, what do you have? Don't no, try no, to, Teddy, don't try Teddy, to, Teddy Bridgewater. Now allow Cal specific. No, I'm clicking on Teddy Bridgewater now. He did not have a pick, but let's see here. I thought you just, you told me after the game. I thought you had. said he missed a lot of open throws. He did miss a lot of open throws. Teddy Bridgewater. Let's see. Last game. I'm looking it up now. Overall, like you guys are really overhyping Kyle Allen. If you want to be 100 percent honest with you, he's still the worst quarterback in the division. He's still worse than Jameis or Matt Ryan or anybody else. Yeah, um, Teddy Bridgewater might be the worst quarterback in the division. Yeah, stop. Jim, t- First I, off, Teddy, Br- Teddy Bridgewater. I'm a fan Teddy Bridgewater of t- might be the best Jim, quarterback Jim, in the division. Jim, I'm a fan of Teddy. But Teddy, Teddy didn't do anything the first week when y'all beat Seattle. Ted, no, no, let, Ted, let me finish. Let Ted, me finish. Teddy let me finish. He didn't. Well, no, no. I'm, I, no, you asked me what you asked me about the stats, so I'll give you the stats. Okay. He had 240 yards passing, one touchdown, no picks. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater did nothing versus, picks in the game versus Seattle, correct? None. Uh, yes, Teddy Bridgewater did do Jimmy, something in the game versus Seattle. Had like eight, eight turnovers. You had, had a punt return for a touchdown, a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, literally, Tate Bridgewater got a twenty-one point lead to start the game. So, 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 so no, 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 no. So, what you're saying is he didn't have the ball in his hand because we because we turned okay, the ball so, over. No, you don't I'm get not, the ball. You don't get many seconds. Bad, but he did nothing in that game. He was not responsible for winning he did. that game. So, Jared, so so we got a punt return for a touchdown, right? That's how so we start the game. game, right? That all right? So they go up the field and they score a touchdown in the next possession, seven-seven. We go, we get it. We drive, punt the ball. Then they're then they're on that next possession they fumble we run it back for touchdown so it's fourteen so it's 14, 14 seven he hasn't he hasn't made any any impact on the game correct yeah okay. he doesn't touch the ball again to the second half his next two possessions he scores touchdowns he scores touchdowns or the team scores touchdowns he threw a touchdown pass to he threw, threw two touchdown passes through one of uh, Michael Thomas he threw one of Alvin Kamara I remember watching that game We're, being like this is a fluky game. That was, it, was, it was literally the biggest beatdown ever. Like it was a, it wasn't even a close game at all. It wasn't close. And then we just ran the ball. It was super fluky. At the end of the day, Jeremy, what I'm going to say, don't disrespect Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen is a better talent than Teddy Bridgewater. 
There's a reason why. Ta- Absolutely. He's he not. Is. He's Absolutely. A, there's, there's a reason why one was a first round pick and the other one wasn't drafted. Jeremy, and there's a reason why one of them was a three, three star recruit out of high school and one was the number one quarterback in the country. Talent wise, it's high school. Talent wise, Cal Allen, Cal Allen went, Jeremy, Jeremy, let me finish. Cal Allen went to Texas A&M, beat Kyler Murray for the starting job and left. Then he went to Houston and the, the quarterback wanted to, I mean, the coach wanted to run a spread offense with Derek King, who was a Heisman, who was a Heisman front runner last year. Well, no. And he and, and so he didn't win a starting job there, so he left. He left without starting any. So he couldn't win a starting job in college. He just beat Kyler Murray out for his, for his freshman year. But as I said, he said after his, that year, he was like, "I'm not transferring again, and I'm not going to wait here. I'm good enough to where I can go, and I'll get picked up to be able to play." And he was right. He was, and I, I mean, if you really want to be 100 percent honest, how did he get his job? Cam got hurt, and he wasn't even a backup quarterback. Yeah, he was the backup then the quarterback. backup quarterback comes in. The the back I can't even remember. I was at the game. It was a, oh, against the Falcons. Year, yes, last year. Yeah, and then he breaks his arm, so he's a third string quarterback against him. He's he's the I I I I think he's a talented kid. I think he could be hey, a starter. I think all he all could be a starter. One one I, two I, four I, at one o'clock. One one two he, four at one o'clock. Uh, what now? And. Oh, that's that's one, weekend before Thanksgiving. One, two, four, one o'clock. Uh, no, that's uh, weekend before Thanksgiving. Damon, just so you know, I'm tailgating for the for the Saints game at Panthers. So it's the weekend after uh, Christmas, you Christmas. So you you're, you're you're free to come down and watch the game in public and uh, see your boys get beat down. Overall, if you guys want to know, I say in public. Um, I hope so. Or public. yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean at the stadium. Overall, <laughs> if you want to know what Kyle Allen is. <laughs> His ceiling is Kirk Cousins. Let's go. No, Jeremy, I'm, I'm gonna say the last thing I'm gonna tell you. All right, Jared, Jared, did you already did you already speak on this topic? No, yeah, you, you have right. No, I haven't. Okay, I started, go no, ahead, go ahead and get no, into no. it. I, I started. On. Jared actually was the one that spoke on it. I have not no, spoken Jeremy, about Jeremy, Cam no. to get his job. I said, I said Cam Newton is, is the talking most disrespected, and then you Teddy cut Bridge me off and start talking. I still haven't said anything. So as I was saying, Cam Newton is the only person to win this division three three years in a row in, in the history of the division. Including Drew Brees and all of them. Cam Newton won the division 15, 16, and 17. Last year was the first year he didn't win the division in years. So at the end of the day. Uh, actually, the Saints have won the last two years, but keep going. Okay, well, so what, did he win at 14, 15, 16? Either way. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, he wins the Super Bowl 15. Either way, what I'm going to tell you is this. If you're going to try to compare the Kyle Allen to anybody, I think Kyle Allen is He's, a, he's not Kurt Warner. He's not a Hall of Famer. But that's the closest comparison I have to a, a guy who's super talented, comes out, gets an opportunity, and has played really well. But if you're going to tell me, like, should he lose his job, no other quarterback that's an MVP three years ago or four years ago and has the type of success that Cam Newton has had would lose his job in this scenario. But, I mean, outside of maybe Kurt Warner um, when he lost to Mark Bulger. But <laughs> – no, it is what it exactly. is. Like, like, like Cam, Cam has not been a good player for a, for a few years. Let's not say that. Last year he was, um, he was overall, top five the MVP candidate before the, he got hurt. And, and I told y'all that was the most fluky. There was, oh, he's the MVP candidate. Oh, yeah, they won four games when they were playing against a bunch of bums. At, at the end of the day, we played what was he the doing? Bums the Saints, Check it. Oh, by the way. Y'all play the same division. Play the same division. Like, what you talking but about? But you know there's different schedules, and we play we play the first-place schedule because we won the division, and you guys play the third-place schedule because you finished third. They played second-place. Um, they were in the playoffs, and the Falcons weren't. 
the Falcons were in the playoffs. The Falcons were the five seed. They were the six seed. We had three teams in the division. Anyway, um, going going to they were eleven. The Falcons were eleven and five. They were ten and six. We were twelve and four. Uh, but just speaking on Cam, even when they were when they, when they were elite and they were winning, I always said Cam is thriving because the defense is great. That's why Cam was thriving. Cam has never won a division outside of the year when they finished eight, eight seven, and one. And I think that year they still did without a top five defense. Overall, the Panthers have always played great defense. They've always been really good at turnovers, and they've given Cam very, very short fields. You're seeing Kyle Allen do it right now. The defense is coming alive. James Bradbury is looking pretty impressive. Um, and the defense is starting to really, really play good ball. And you're seeing them turn the ball over, give short fields, and score points. That is what the Panthers do. So overall, I don't think it really matters. I think the division is so already decided that it really doesn't matter. I mean, they're pretty much just going to pick who they want to try to see if they can make a wild card spot. But at the end of the day, I don't think Cam's that guy. If I were them, don't make mainly because of the Cam. Because the same argument you just made against Cam, you could make against Breeze. What argument could you make against Breeze? Their defense is elite. They don't make a, make a lot of mistakes. How long has he had the elite defense? Uh, for three years. Um, this is thir- no. this is third straight year where they've had a top fifteen, top ten defense. And but they're not top five. But Jeremy, <laughs> what I'm telling you is, there's a reason Teddy Bridgewater is undefeated, and Teddy Bridgewater is not a top twenty quarterback in the league. You can make the same we, argument. We we got a great we got a great team right now. But keep in mind, when Drew Brees is in there, who has the best offensive football? The Saints do. No, they don't. Do, 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 have you ever? It's always top. So last year we averaged thirty four points a game. Are you telling me that Cam Newton's ever averaged 34 points a game? No, but Jeremy, Drew Brees' last eight games, he's bottom he's bottom 10 offenses in the league. Jared, when when you're talking about a couple games, but he's not in the top eight, no last he's 20, eight, eight he was, games. They're 25th in the league his last eight games. That was the stat. Overall, if you look at it, your Texans, who, oh, man, we play defense and all this stuff, you guys need to have 37 seconds to stop him from going uphill. What I never said we played no defense. Our secondary suspect. Completely. All right. Overall, at, at the end of the day, this is what it is. If, if the Panthers should keep Kyle Allen and trade Cam Newton, and the reason why is Cam Newton's getting way too big of a cap hit. And if you're not going to have elite quarterback play, you might as well have cheap quarterback play. So I would keep Cam. I would keep Kyle Allen, trade Cam Newton. I'm sure Denver will give you some money for him, or uh, the Dolphins, or somebody will trade you. I, I mean, if Jalen Ramsey get two firsts and a fourth, I mean, you might be able to get at least a first back for Cam Newton. Um, and I would move on, and, and that was that's going to allow you to sign some of the other guys who will probably walk out the door. If not, uh, I think you can keep James Bradbury now. I think you keep, um, you know, what's the linebacker name? Shaq uh, Thompson. I think it, I think it's a bunch of people you're going to be able to keep because not having to pay Cam Newton. So I think uh, one last thing, Cam. I don't think is the leader of that team. And if you listen to the players on that team, they don't seem to be in support of. Cam, as you would see, like for example, why would you be in support of Cam coming back? You're four and zero on a row. I, if yeah. I was playing on the team too, that doesn't mean I don't believe in Cam. That means I'm going with the hot person. So don't try to start that narrative yeah. where oh, no, no, no it is. That's not. That's not. The no, case. they don't. They don't believe in Cam. I, I guarantee if you, ask anybody on the Saints, what are they gonna say? Oh yeah, Drew Brees is our quarterback. Um, and then and we're one four straight as well. So well, nobody's if you gonna look at argue it, with you that that Drew Brees is playing better football than Cam Newton. Nobody's gonna argue with that. But but, but it's not but to, what it's not to say that the guys don't believe in Cam being a great quarterback. Yeah, if, if Drew Brees had, if, 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 Drew Brees, if Drew Brees wasn't playing well to start the season and they were zero and two or zero and three, and then Teddy Bridgewater came in and there were four guys aren't going to be, be like, yeah, let me go back to Drew Brees. 
If you, he's not healthy and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has, has us 4-0 and playing well, nobody's going to do that. No no sane person that competes is going to say that. But anyway, we can, we can talk about that for days. Uh, but what I was going to say, wait. like I was saying, is Luke, Luke Keekley. Okay, they asked Luke Keekley, who, who would you go with? He says, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. If what, he was really what, a franchise quarterback, that? he would not say that. I'm, I'm telling you, as a Panthers fan, and Cam's my guy, and he's from Atlanta, I'm still going with Cal Allen right now. That's that. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I don't believe in Cam. You know, if if Cal starts to you know slow down a little bit, like I, I feel like Cam deserves another shot to be the starting quarterback. But for right now, like no, like I I, I want Cal Allen to stay in there. But uh, yeah, fin- finish your point, Jeremy. But we're gonna wait till eleven twenty nine and one p.m. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I'm not. I don't have much longer of a point. I'm glad Kyle Allen's standing there as well. Cash out. Um. Yes, let's, let's switch gears. Uh, let's talk about some golf for a minute because uh, I kind of brought this up in the group chat today. Um, and the listeners, if you guys don't pay attention to golf too much, or if you don't, um, you, you probably should, man. Some interesting uh, interesting storylines outside of Tiger as well. But um, Brooks Kepka, if you guys don't know, he's won, uh, he's won what, four majors, four majors in the past in the last how many? Three years, I want to say. Four, four in the last two years, years but or three um, years. So ago. just to kind of get, just kind of preface this, Brooks Kepka only comes to play in the majors. That being said, he I don't think he has one regular tour event win. Nope. Um, and then obviously some of the other bigger names that are in golf are Rory McIlroy, Tiger, your Phil Mickelson's, your Jordan Spieths, your Justin Thomases, and, and Brooks pretty much comes to play in majors. And you know, we, we, you can't say much about it because if you if you choose any time to come with it, uh, you want to come with it in majors, and he has done that. But um, Rory McIlroy, um, one of my favorite golfers, seen him play in person a few times. He won Player of the Year this past year. He won the uh, year in championships here at East Lake. Um, so he's kind of getting some some of the accolades over Brooks Kepka. And today, um, it kind of made didn't a, like it. A, a quick. Yeah, Brooks didn't like it. So let me let me let me let me read what his uh, what his uh, quote was today at this event in South Korea. And this is referring to Rory. I've been out here for what, five years? Rory hasn't won a major since I've been on the PGA Tour. So I just don't view it as a robbery. And this is, this is a question asking about the robbery between Rory and, and Kepka. And basically, uh, Kepka was like, it ain't no robbery. This dude ain't won since I've been out here. Um, let's start with you, Jeremy. Uh, what do you feel about this robbery, the robbery, if you want to call it a robbery, uh, between Brooks and, and Rory? And, wh- and how do you see it playing out in this upcoming season? Because I'm, I'm stoked about it. I, I really am. Yeah. Um, I've been waiting on this golf smoke for a while. I think Brooks Kepka is coming smoke. out like, uh, I don't know, maybe he's going to be Ric Flair. But he's bringing a whole bunch of excitement to the game that was not there before. I mean, going to call out uh, Roy McIlroy for not winning a major since you've been there. Go to call him out on it. Go ahead and, and, and jump on uh, Bryson DeChambeau for playing slow. I want, I'm ready for him to call on everybody. Go, I want him to, I want him to do like Kendrick Lamar in uh what was that control? Like I want him to call it everybody. T Dub, like I mean everybody. Go 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 through the list and call people out. I saw Tiger uh I guess headed into the open championship, uh reached out to Brooks to see if he could play a practice round with him. He said I still shot him a text message like, Hey, you think I could join you guys for a practice round? Mainly because Brooks Caddy grew up on that course. What did the Tiger say? Brooks didn't respond. That's what Brooks is. Brooks is about that action, boss, like he's Marshawn Lynch. I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing this golf season, and I want to see how Roy's going to respond to it. He's probably going to come out with a J. Cole verse uh, to make him think about what it is that he needs to say. I don't know. He's going to say, uh, I, I think uh, 
the best thing is 1985 by J. Cole. He t- talks about how uh, he's going to be here for the long run. Uh, I don't know, something like that. But I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you not? Did you not yeah, see Roy McRoy? Uh, I did. I did. Talking about yeah How about J Cole. Have you not what do you seen think me? about this brick smoke, man? What do you think of Roy? I, I hope Roy come with it, man. Roy got to You know what I'm saying? I want to see some shit talking on the on the course. I, I mean, it's 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 uh it's gonna get interesting, Jerry. What do you, what do you think about this? So a, you know, it's a little little different topic, but let's, I do, let's I do like I do like the smoke that Brooks is coming with. But let's be 100 percent honest, like. Roy, he just won a PGA Championship. Roy's won more tournaments. He's had more top ten finishes. Roy has more majors, I believe. He, more, Roy has five or six majors, correct? No. Roy, Roy, well, I think Roy, Roy has, has four majors. He has four as well. I think he's got. I think he's got three. I think he's got PGA Masters. I think he's got everything but Masters. The Masters he, he melted down it. He's got uh, Open. He's got PGA and he's got US Open. What I will say is this. If you're gonna if you're gonna compare Brooks, like Brooks, do it somewhere else besides just the majors. Obviously, if you're gonna do it, do it at the majors. But like, you've had four great tournaments in your life. Not to say four, but I, I I think I like it. I just hope Roy just busts his ass though. Like I literally do. Like I think Brooks has he likes the like narrative of like I'm this like I'm a real athlete. I'm not this golf nerd. Is what he said last week. We was talking about it. And, and, and I, I get it. Like that's cool. That's facts, though. He's an athlete. But like, I think he he has this narrative. Like he's oh, you know, I'm like a football player playing golf. No, you're not. Like you're you're a very good golfer. But I think Roy is a better golfer. I, I don't think that's fa- I don't think that's fair to Brooksy. I, I don't think that's fair to say that he is just a good golfer rather than a great athlete. Because I, I feel like that's, that's athlete, the reason why he's, but he's pissed off because, I mean, he's he's been overshadowed by other sports. When this guy came in, he won two majors in a year. No, I agree. But, and didn't get any But what I'm saying is there, there, was, there was talk, yeah. and, and uh, Brian Erlacher talked about it. He said, he said everybody talked about it. You know, he's like a linebacker playing golf. He said, and I met him. I was like, I, he said, I expected him. He said, I was shocked by how big he wasn't. He said he's probably about the size of a cornerback. He said he's not like a, a a really big guy, but he wears tight shirts, so everybody thinks he's huge. So he's probably a buck ninety. But you know how big a cornerback is? <laughs> you talk about Brian Urlacher, who's six three two uh, two fifty five compared to him. Like, yeah, he's not yeah, that big. Yeah. Brooks, Brooks, that's a different person. <laughs> Brooks is probably six two. Two oh five. I mean, he's lean. He's. I mean, he's. He's not a small guy. No, I'm not at all. But I. I think this narrative of like, oh, you know, he's just. He's just not like these wrestlers. Look, I, I, I'll, I'll take Roy for, for the rest of her career with major wins. I'll take Rory. I mean, you could be right. I think overall, uh, Brooks has a mental focus and a grit that Roy right now doesn't have. Roy's got the better swing. Roy's probably got the best swing I think I've ever seen in my life. But overall, I've seen Roy choke uh, in the face of Brooks. I've seen that. Um I think it was one of the tournaments this year. Brooks won, I think, two other tournaments this year that weren't majors. Uh, I know he won one of the FedEx Championship in the end of the year events, uh, the second, the third to last one, uh, and then he won one earlier this year when he and he and Roy were paired together in the final round, and he shot four under, and Roy shot plus two. So I, I watched that entire round, and Brooks started off terribly, and he just kept he just kept scrambling to make things happen. And Roy started out playing well, and he couldn't make a putt all day, and it just fell apart for him. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think Brooks has 
he's interesting to me, man. I, I like watching it, so I, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. But let's switch back into some to the NFL. Um, we didn't we're not getting too too much college football today. It wasn't wasn't too much happening last week other than uh, LSU beating Florida, uh, which was a good game. But let's let's get into these picks. Last week, uh, Jeremy was up two hundred dollars for the week. He's down two hundred for the season, so he's making some progression. Jared was up two hundred for the week last week and is up six hundred on the season. So he's up on Jared Jeremy uh, eight hundred bucks on the season. So uh, you know if you if you've been betting with eighty five, you you've been all right. I don't know about Jeremy. Depends on which bets you're taking from him. Uh, really, which ones you're taking from both of them. But anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy, let's 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 uh, since you uh, you guys are both up two hundred, let's start with you since you're uh, still down for the season, <laughs> and let's talk about how you plan on getting your way back uh, to even the, the shade. Um, yeah. So uh, for last week, I was three and two. Um, obviously, if you go with the Saints, you're going to win. Uh, in October, the Saints in the last 16 games in October are 16 and 0 against the spread, 15 and 1 straight up. Um, so that's probably something to stick to. And another thing to stick to, I had no clue at the time how bad they were. The next thing is don't bet on the Falcons because the Falcons are absolute trash. So um, those are just two distinct points I want to make sure are out there uh, and make sure that it's. Uh, very fairly well known, so I lost on that Falcons. And then the other game I lost on, the Redskins, who were plus three or minus three. And we're up 17-0. And then, or 17-3. And then, in the fourth quarter, the Miami Dolphins decided to go from Josh Rosen and throw Ryan Fitzmagic in. And what did he do? He scores two touchdowns. And instead of them tying the game up and going to overtime, giving me a chance to still cover, they go for a two-point conversion and miss it. Awesome. Game's over. Uh, so, yeah, I got got on that. So, three and two from last week. Uh, let's get into the picks for this week. These are the picks that I am very confident about. First off, this one's going to seem a little blasphemous, but the New York Jets are plus 10 at home against the New England Patriots. I won on the Jets last week. I'm going to win on the Jets this week. I'm betting the Jets for $200. Um, first off, I just want to make one point. I'm not going to go into depth on all of these picks, but I want to make this one point. The Jets are going to play the Patriots really tough. Uh, they are going to get uh, Mosley back at linebacker, and or they're hoping that you're going to get Mosley back at linebacker. Uh, and this defense is is going to create some problems. They're going to be missing Josh Gordon on, on uh, the Patriots, and I don't think they have a lot, a lot of weapons to really be able to do anything against this Jets defense. I think the defense is going to hang in. And I think Sam Darnold, which I've been saying forever, is the truth is going to show out and put up some points against the Patriots. I'm saying that's a three-point game at max. I will bet that game with my own money. You should do the same. Uh, and just for one last bet, in case you guys are looking for something for the season, go out and bet the Jets to make the playoffs. I know it sounds crazy right now because they're 1-4 and four and likely will be 1-5. and five. Look at the Jets' schedule for the rest of the season. It's like Dolphins, Dolphins, Redskins. Like it, the entire schedule is – it's a joke. Um, so I think they're going to end up at 10 and 6 and make the playoffs. Right now you can get it for plus 1,100, uh, but that's another story. All right, going on through. Philadelphia Eagles, plus 3 at Dallas. I don't trust Dallas. I don't believe in them. I think Philly's going to win that game uh, straight up, so I'm definitely taking the three points. Book it $200. New Orleans Saints, plus 3 at Chicago, as I told you before. 15-1 and one straight up over the last – 16 games in October, 16-0 against the spread. I guess I'm going to go with that 
math and say 16 and 0, I'm going to put $200 Saints plus three. Book it. Um, the Los Angeles Rams just got Jalen Ramsey. will be super hype. Jalen Ramsey in his first matchup will get to prove whether or not he's worth that money because he's about to go against Julio Jones. Um, I'm not sure if he'll prove that, but I'm sure the Atlanta Falcons will lose if they can't beat uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And they're a minus three at Atlanta. That's easy money. Rams, book it. And lastly, this is a team I never, and I do mean never, bet on. But I'm going to bet on them anyway. The Miami Dolphins plus 17 at Buffalo. Do I think they'll do anything offensively? No. But I'm pretty much betting on the fact that I don't think Buffalo can score 17 points against anybody. So book it, $200 on the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I think the biggest thing I want to take away from your your picks is you actually just said the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Um, Don't bet your money on that, guys. That's how you get down for the season. Look, um, (laughs) all I'm going to say is this. Oh, that's hilarious. You have the Texans and the Colts. It was somehow the Texans were getting, I think, two points to start off. Now it's got back to a, where it's an even game, but um, luckily I, I bet it as an even game when it was uh, a bet money line before it changed. So um, I'm still happy with that. So I'm taking the Texans. They're, they're even. I'm taking them straight up versus the uh, the Colts. It's in Indy, so that makes it somewhat dicey. But I get Deshaun Watson going versus the, the uh, Colts. It's back-to-back weeks that they haven't allowed any uh, sacks, which is uh, outstanding. Uh, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to agree with Jeremy with the uh, with the Atlanta Falcons versus the Rams. I get the Rams. I only, I'm only having to give three points. Um, like I'm, I, I expect uh, you know with this game, Jalen Ramsey to be able to take take care of whoever they put them on. They may they may put them on Julio. They may put them on Calvin Ridley and slide protection or, or slide coverage over to Julio. Um, I got that being that that taken care. I'm taking the Lions over the Vikings. I get the Lions at home. I'm getting a point and a half. Um, look, they're on one less day rest, but Kirk Cousins has played outstanding the last two weeks in a row. Do I expect him to play outstanding three weeks in a row? No. Um, so I'm going to bet on the Lions uh, not playing playing well because of Kirk Cousins, and uh, I'm going to bet on the – I'm sorry, not the Lions. The Vikings not playing well because of Kirk Cousins, and the Lions being able to, to step up and at least cover the one-and-a-half points. I got them winning straight up, though, um, so book that one. Next game, I got the 49ers versus the Redskins. I get minus nine-and-a-half points. I don't have to, have to even go up ten points, and I get, I get to go versus turnover machine Case Keenum. Um, book that for me. Uh, and the last one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bears minus three versus the Saints. Look, Alvin Kamara is questionable. If Alvin doesn't play, then I get the Bears defense going versus Teddy Bridgewater in Chicago. And as much as people hate on Mr. Trubisky, starting with me, Mr. Trubisky can actually run as a quarterback. He's mobile, and Matt Nagy, I think, will design enough. With, with a sprained shoulder, you think he's going to be running? Uh, it was a sprained AC joint, which I think he is going to be running still because he's had three weeks to let that hill. He's had a bye week. Um, I expect, at the end of the day, them to get it done, book it. You know, just just so you know, um, they are playing with, uh, or he's going to be playing with a sling on his arm, but um, not like like a like a protective sling uh, during the game. So I I don't think you're going to see a lot of defensive calls call for that. And then also Akeem Akeem Nix is out in the middle of the field, so I think you're going to see some gashes up the middle Akeem, of the field Akeem Hicks. Uh, with Latavius Murray. Akeem Nix yeah, is the all, all receiver. 
Yeah, so Akeem Hicks. Um, and then just to touch on your point with the Texans, um, they haven't given up a sack in the last – what was it, the last two weeks? Yep. Uh, do you mind telling the people who they played in the last two weeks? The Chiefs and the Falcons, but you also have to throw in they haven't. Who are the two worst teams? Who are the two worst sacking teams in the NFL right now? Uh, those are the two. But here's here's the the other note. <laughs> they didn't give up before they the week before that versus the Panthers. They gave up six sacks because they had two injuries. But the week before that versus the Jaguars and Calais Campbell, they gave up one sack. So uh, they they've, they've been playing much better. Can you tell the people what happened with your right tackle? Our right tackle got hurt. Uh, Titus Howard's out two to six weeks. But Roderick Johnson can okay. fill in at that that position. He wasn't available versus the Panthers because he was also out with the flu during that game. Uh, but he came in during the Chiefs game, still didn't allow any pressures during the game. So I feel good about our opportunities we have right now to get it done. Okay. Good luck with that. All right, fellas. Uh, any parting words? I don't think I even shouted out everybody's listening to us. Uh, shout out to you guys, man. Appreciate you tuning in. For another week, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Make sure you keep sharing us. Keep liking our post on Instagram. I know Jared's doing a lot more uh, content during the week for you guys, but we just appreciate it. Uh, you know, we keep talking about getting some merch out there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try to get some out there for the winter for you guys as well. So, um, any, any, any final thoughts for the people, boys, before we get up out of here? I know uh, if you guys don't know on uh, on, uh, on on this uh, particular episode, we usually record on uh, Tuesdays, Tuesday nights, but tonight we're recording on Wednesday night. And the Lakers and Warriors are just got underway, so I am looking to uh, get into that game. By next week's podcast, yes, we'll ha- be done during the first game of the NBA season. So, be prepared. Uh, we might have to do that afterwards. Um, overall, my last point is about a team that generally I despise, but this season I don't despise them quite as much. This is because they're terrible. The Atlanta Falcons. Get it together. You guys have five sacks all the season. There are 11 players in the NFL that have at least five sacks or more. That's how – like, you can't beat the Cardinals. You guys are embarrassing. Get out of my sight. I can't wait to play you. The Cardinals aren't that bad. I, I swear. If the, the Cardinals Saints aren't lose, that bad. I can see this. I can even see the Saints losing to the doggone Falcons, dog. You, you better not even show up for pod that week. Damon, I couldn't see the Saints backups losing to the Falcons. Uh, in fact, we, I'm looking forward to playing the Cardinals next week, and I'm not even sure we're going to trot out the first team. I think we might send our JV team. Okay. All right, we'll see. Well, uh, we up out of here. Wing, y'all got anything else for the, for the people? We, I, think we up, I think we up out of here. I think we up out of here. No. Let's, let's get it. Remember, Jets make the playoffs. Bet it. Peace.